Good day, brothers and sisters, and welcome once again to the CMI School of Christ. And uh, we're just going to go ahead and continue with our class, The Great Mercy of God. And <clears throat> I'm still in the same spot uh, of Genesis 15 with Abram and uh, verses 1 through 6. And just just to... Just to kind of give you a heads up uh, on where I'm going with this actual class is basically this. Man never knows the seed, the chosen of God. God must always reveal him. And what I mean by that is... Man, or I'll use myself an example, as an example, I can never at any time boast, listen to this, in my knowing. God does not give me something for me in that sense. So now it's my knowing or my understanding or my wisdom or my knowledge. Do you understand? My is no different than man's. My knowing is man's knowing. My understanding is man's understanding. My wisdom is man's wisdom. So in this sense, man never knows the seed. Uh, Man never knows the chosen of God. God must always reveal him. I think uh, I quoted the passage in a couple classes back. Had they known the Lord of glory, had they known him, they would have never crucified him. Okay? And it's always like that. God does not give us something where it then becomes ours in that sense. What God does do, he gives his understanding, his wisdom, his knowledge. Or shall I say, he reveals his wisdom, his understanding, and his knowledge. So then, when Christ, who is the wisdom, the understanding, and the knowledge of God, is revealed of God the Father, my only boast is in the Lord. It's not my boast in my own, in what I have done, or how much I have studied, or how much I have learned, and how much, or how much I have searched, or read, or have been educated. There is no boast in that. At best, all those things, at best, all those things, my learning, my searching, my reading, my, my studies, my looking at this term, looking at that term, looking at this commentary, looking at that dictionary, at best... All those things can only be presented to the Spirit of the Lord that the Spirit of the Lord may use them to continue to prepare the ground of our heart to turn and behold the one who is present. So that's just kind of a a quick overview uh, synopsis of our class. And uh, I actually 
was brought to that by reading a Spanish commentary. I mean, I guess it's in English as well, but I read it first as a Spanish commentary, and I'll go ahead and uh, try to translate that here in a little bit. But I just want to go ahead and read uh, Genesis 15, uh, verses 1 through 6, starting with verse 1. After these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abram in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abram, I am thy shield, thy exceedingly great reward. And Abram said, Lord God, what wilt thou give me, seeing I go childless, and the steward of my house is this Eliezer of Damascus? Verse 3. And Abram said, Behold, to me thou hast given no seed, and lo, one born in mine house, in my house, is mine heir. Currently, the servant is my heir. The servant is the heir of the possession of the land. And I, I love this because it, look, look at it this way. It is not as a one-time event or thing that takes place in the heart of a born-again believer where they, they can say, yes, God revealed his son in me and now I can go on. No, 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 no. No, we never encapsulate we never, uh, I, said it, I said it this way uh, at one point, we never create a Kodak moment and capture it so we can cherish it, treasure it, put it in our pocket and say, now I've got it. Remember, the moment we do that, it's no longer reality. It's no longer the person of Christ but we have made something real. We have, we have taken that which is of God and made it a message, a doctrine, a teaching, possibly a deeper life teaching that is not effectual, that has no power whatsoever. But we do this always. We, we take that which which is given of God. Listen, we take that which is given of God and we try to learn it, study it, master it to where we can declare it or at least have some understanding of it. But all those things are below natural level, natural man, natural mind, natural senses, from natural sight, natural hearing, and natural understanding. But we always do those things. And then we can boast. We can boast in our studies. We can boast in our searchings. We can boast in that we have, listen to this, seen the Lord, past tense. But it's not such a thing as that. Uh, I, I mentioned it once. I don't know how many probably not even during this series, maybe a different series, but there's this one brother who I used to work with at a part-time job, and he would, he would always say this to me, keep it real, Jimmy, keep it real. Well, man does not keep it real, per se. As I stated, we always want to make a teaching or a message or a doctrine out of it and feel like we've, we've got it, we've got something, I understand this. And that's not the case. The Lord, on the other hand, uh, forgive my words, but the Lord is the one who keeps it real. 
because our message, our teaching, our understanding is not effectual because it's not a person. Christ Himself is the person. When the Father reveals that very person, that very Son, His very Son, in the heart that is turned, in the midst of that revealing, the knowing of Him is effectual in the heart and in the soul. There is the power that is effectual. It is found in seeing a person, not in learning a message or a doctrine or a teaching. And I think that's what uh, happens a lot of the time, if not most of the time, is that uh, when this gospel, the gospel of God, is being declared, the first thing we do is we understand it with a natural mind and then we can run with it and we can figure it out, understand it, run with it, and even declare it. And there's no power in that. There's no power in that because the, the end for which God created the soul was not a message, but a very person himself. Even Jesus said this, and we've shared this in the past couple of classes. Jesus said, they testify of me, concerning speaking of the scriptures, they testify of me. And then he says this, and you will not come to me, a person. So, The Lord is the one who is faithful. God is the one who is faithful unto His Son. And the Holy Spirit is the one who is faithful unto the truth, who is Christ Himself. All right, so uh, back again. I love this, verse 4. Or, yes, verse, verse 3, actually. And Abram said, Behold, to me thou hast given no seed, and lo, one born in, mine house is, in my house is mine heir. And... Verse 4. Well, before, before verse 4. Here's Abram. He has heard from the Lord concerning the seed. He knows that the land is purposed for a seed. And the thing is, is that God has not yet revealed the seed. So here's Abram. Presents this uh, Eliezer. Eliezer of Damascus the chief servant, but a servant, presents this one. Here's the seed. Here is the heir. Based on natural sight, natural seeing, and natural knowing. The calculation of all these. And verse 4, I love this because the Lord knows the Son. The Father knows the Son. The Spirit of God knows the truth, who is Christ Himself, the Son. Verse 4. And behold, the word of the Lord came unto him, This shall not be thine heir. Here is the mercy of God, the tender mercy and ever abounding grace of God unto us in our ignorance when we believe that we've got it or that we have seen it or that we know it. And when it is yet still our seeing, our knowing, our understanding, governed by that which is below the natural senses. I love this of the Lord. And behold, the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, This shall not be thine heir. Not. This is very, very simple. He doesn't, he does 
I don't believe God corrects him per se. All he does is try to direct the heart unto the true seed, the true heir, his true son. That's it. This shall not be thine heir, but he that shall come forth out of thine own bowels shall be thine heir. And he brought him forth abroad. He brings his heart out. He brings him out from, out from that which is below. And said, look now toward heaven above where there is only one to behold. And then it goes on uh, and tell the stars if thou be able to number them. And he said unto him, so shall the seed be. And verse 6, And Abraham believed the Lord in the Lord, and he counted it to him, counted it to him for righteousness. And I love that. I love that. It's that we, we bring before the Lord our concept, our thought of what we believe this one is. And the Lord in his tender mercy and ever bounding grace just says, No, not but. All right. Here's that commentary that I was uh, talking about that really got my heart going in this direction. Yeah, this is the, the, the Messianic Israelite Kadosh translation. And these are, these are the notes. It says, it says, we see Abram desiring very desirous to help Yahweh to fulfill complete his promise of Genesis 13 by, by selecting, by choosing prematurely and incorrectly the Gentile Eliezer who, whom was not from the proper seed, and forgive me, I'm not sure if that's what that word is, Zera, Z-E-R-A. I tried translating it and couldn't find an English term for it, but I think it's seed. Or sperm of Abram. To try to be the person or by whom the promise would be fulfilled. So, that commentary is what got my heart just once again seeing that or to the point once again where our confession ought to be I know not. I know not. And if it and please please understand if it is ever I know then it is not God's knowing, governing in my heart. And I'm, I'm making a real fine distinction here. If it is ever my knowing, just simply put, it is, if, it, if it is ever my knowing, our knowing, then it is not God's knowing. Does that make sense? Example. If this is my book, then it is not God's book. It's one or the other. All right. 
So just a couple of verses that I want to share. Actually, not a couple, there are a few. And the first one's in Matthew 11, chapter 11, verses 7 through 10. And this is with Jesus talking about John the Baptist. Verse 7, And as they departed, Jesus began to say unto the multitudes concerning John, What went you out into the wilderness to see? A reed shaken with the wind, but... Uh, what went ye out to see? A man clothed in soft raiment? Behold, they that wear uh, soft clothing are in king's houses. But what went you out to see? A prophet? Yea, I say, more, I say unto you, more than a prophet. For this is he of whom it is written, Behold, I send my messenger before thy face, which shall prepare thy way before thee. Okay? And then further on, down verse 25 through 30. Verse 25. And at that time Jesus answered and said, I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because thou hast, you have done this, thou hast hid these things from the wise and prudent in the natural, the wise and prudent of that which is below, the wise and prudent in man, and hast revealed them unto babes, unto those who know not. And I, I know that uh, we, we won't go into it during this class, but I know that there is a difference uh, because we are no longer to be babes, right? And yet there, in, the, in this one passage, I think where Paul is saying, Concerning that which is evil, be babes. And that's how I'm using it right here. If we are governed by man's wisdom, by man's understanding, by the natural wisdom, the natural understanding, which is no light at all, or artificial light, which is not the light of his countenance, then it's pretty much ignorance and darkness compared to the wisdom, understanding, and knowledge of God, who is Christ himself. Right. At that time, Jesus answered and said, I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because thou hast hid these things from the wise and prudent and have, have, hast revealed them unto babes. Verse 26, Even so, Father, for so it seemed good in thy sight. For so it seemed good in thy sight. Good in thy sight. And for the one who would confess... For the one who would confess, I know not. If it is not your knowing, Lord, if I'm not beholding your face, Lord, then I am ignorant. I know not. It is yet darkness in my heart. For so it seemed good in thy sight. Let there be light where there is darkness. Let there be light where there is ignorance. And that light is the light 
of his countenance, Christ himself. You see, we have to confess, it's not my knowing, Lord. My knowing is ignorance before you. My wisdom, my understanding, my righteousness, my, my is not before you. Not, not like not I, but Christ. In this sense, when, we're conf- when our hearts are confessing before the Lord, I know you not, Lord. I'm governed by my understanding. And see, with, with Abram here in Genesis 15, 1 through 6, the Lord had already appeared several times. You see? And that's why I say it is not a one-time event. It is not an event. It is an ongoing turning of the heart. It is an ongoing true repentance of the heart. Turning to behold the one who is in the midst, the one who is present. Okay? <clears throat> now, if we say we see, if we say I know, then in essence to the Spirit of God we say, nope, I know that. I know. But we're governed by an artificial light. A strange light that is not the light of God. It's almost like the Pharisees. Jesus said, you say you see, therefore your separation, your sin remains. If you were blind, you would have no sin. You would not be conscious of sin. You would not be conscious of separation. But you say you see. As long as we say we see, as long as we confess we know, then we put a big stop sign in front of the Holy Spirit and say, no, no, I've got it. And that is the limit of man. That is man in his utmost depravity, self-deceived, thinking he has attained to something. But man does not attain unto the wisdom of God. God either reveals his wisdom in the person of his son, and then therefore the heart, the soul, is governed by the wisdom of God, or it is not. It's governed by ignorance, by imagination, by vanity. All right, going on. Verse 27, All things are delivered unto me of my Father, and no man knoweth the Son but the Father. Neither knoweth any man the Father save the Son, and he to whomsoever the Son will reveal him. Don't you love that? No, I love that. No man knoweth the Son save the Father. No man knoweth the Son but the Father. If we are truly knowing Christ, the Son of God, it is not our knowing. It is the Father's knowing governing in our hearts. One of the examples, one of the things that I do with the the students is I say this, and I'll just ask you, I may have already done this before, but I ask, okay, what's in my right pocket? 
And the response should be, if you're honest and true, I don't know. Now, if you're not as honest and as true as you can be, you'll say, you'll start declaring things out of your concept, out of your imagination, out of your figuring in your natural mind what you think could be in my pocket. And yet you have no clue. You've not seen. Now, for, now I do, I do know what is in my pocket. That's my understanding of what is present. If my understanding of what is present were governing your heart, then you would not be ignorant of what is present. Now, forgive me, I know that's wordy, but it's, it's supposed to be just really plain and simple. I know what's in my pocket. You all, if, you, you're, if you're honest and as true as can be in your heart, you must confess you don't know. And essentially, you must confess you're ignorant. This is where we must come in our heart. This is where we must come by the Spirit of the Lord, having been preparing the ground of our heart, to confess, Lord, I know not this one. Except you reveal him, I know him not. Except you continue to reveal him, how can I ever know? How can I ever be knowing? How can I ever be governed by your knowing? Remember, the Spirit of the Lord, after he has uh, prepared the ground of our heart for the initial turning unto the Lord, where Jesus appears in our soul, the first, at the moment of new birth, the Spirit of the Lord continues preparing the ground of our heart that a heart may turn yet once again to continually, from this point onward, to continually behold him who's present. All right, going on. I love this. All things are delivered unto me of my Father, and no man knoweth the Son but the Father. Neither knoweth any man the Father save the Son, and he to whom the Son will reveal him. Verse 28. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. There is the rest of the soul. Where it is no longer my knowing my attaining unto my knowing, my uh, effort to attain unto knowing, but God's knowing being revealed in my own heart. Where can I boast in what, what I did? No, I, there is no boast in that. I, I cannot boast in, well, I studied so much, or I read so much, or I listened so much to such and such class or audio, or, or I watched so much uh, video classes, or I went to this school or to that school, and please misunderstand me, or excuse me, please do not misunderstand me. I'm not saying that uh, all those are bad. No, 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 I went to Bible school. I searched the scriptures. I used several different lexicons, concordances, dictionaries, um, commentaries. What I'm saying is that all that we can gain from that is still man's knowing, even if it is true. It's still man's knowing and is not yet the knowing of God revealed in our hearts. Man's knowing has no power. 
There is no effectualness in the heart when it's man's knowing. That's why you can hear a message or that's why you can hear the testimony, the truth being declared, and you can receive it as a message and try to apply it and it doesn't work because it's still man's knowing in your heart, in my heart. Ah, but if we would just take, if, if we would just take everything that we received and present it before the Lord, before the Spirit of God, and say, use this, take this, that it may serve your end, your purpose. That the Spirit of God would be allowed to take everything that we offer unto Him, to use it to prepare the ground of our heart, to turn, to behold the One who is in the midst, to behold the face of Christ. That the Spirit of God, by His work, would bring, listen, our hearts in understanding from the understanding of man, which is below, unto the understanding of God, which is above. The understanding of God is this, Jesus said, no man knoweth the Son, but the Father. Therein is the understanding of God. The understanding of God is the Son, Christ Jesus the Lord, His Son. I love this. Um, let's see. And then Jesus says this. I love this too. Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. Your soul, in effect, will enter into the rest of God, where you no longer have to work. It is given freely. What you could not attain to, what you could not labor for, is given freely. This is grace, given freely of God. <clears throat> come unto me. This is where Jesus says, just come unto me. Remember, the whole, if the thing is of God, it, it is purposed to bring unto the person of Christ. And Jesus says, it, come unto me, therefore, come unto me. Okay. Going on, because if we don't go on, we're going to run out of time here. <clears throat> this is Matthew uh, chapter 16, verses 13 through 23. When Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea, Caesarea, Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they give several different responses of what the, the people say, of what the multitudes say, what man says. Verse 15, he said unto them, but whom say ye that I am? But who do you say that I am? And I know we've read this and I've read this before and I can, I can say, yes, the Son of Man, Jesus, is the Christ, the Son of the living God. Because I've read it, I've studied it, I've searched, I've looked at it. But I can do that, and that still is man's knowing. That is still man's understanding. Except God the Father reveal this one, then in all truth, I do not know him. I know what I have read. 
I know what I've studied. I know what I've searched. I know what I've learned. I know what I have, I have, I have. My labor. But my soul is not at rest. And in my labor, I cannot attain. The Father must reveal Him. God must reveal His Son for there to be, listen, a true knowing of Christ, the one who's present. And he goes on. Uh, Verse 16, or I'll read verse 15. And he said unto them, his own disciples, but who do you say that I am? Verse 16. And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Verse 17. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee. That which is below, the natural faculties, your natural sight, your natural hearing, your natural seeing, your natural understanding, your natural mind, your natural senses didn't reveal this unto you. Flesh and blood, everything that is of man, everything that is of the natural realm did not reveal this unto you. But my Father, which is in heaven, above, nothing from below has revealed this to you because nothing from below could. Could or could ever reveal this unto you. But my Father. Now at this moment, uh, to some degree, the mind of God is governing. And Peter, of course, he wasn't born again at the time. But uh, to some degree, there's a testimony right there that the mind of God was governing Peter to whatever degree. I mean, he confessed the true confession. Uh, But then it goes on, verse 22. Then Peter took him and began to rebuke him. This is after Jesus said from that uh, time forward, he began uh, to speak unto his disciples how that he would uh, go unto Jerusalem, suffer uh, many things of the elders, and finally be killed, crucified, killed, but raised the third day. Verse 22, Then Peter took him and began to rebuke him, saying, Be it far from thee, Lord, this shall not be unto thee. Verse 25, But he turned and said unto Peter, Get thee behind me, Satan, for thou art an offense to me, for thou savest not the things that be of God, that which is above, but that which is below of men. Even right there you can see from one moment of being governed by the the mind of God, the knowing of God, to being governed by the knowing of man. An unrighteous judgment. Which is the main thing that I want us to see in this passage right here with Matthew 16, is that had God the Father not revealed it unto Peter, Peter would not have known if God the Father does not reveal His Son in our soul, in our heart, in our soul, then we do not know. Regardless of what we read, even if what we read is true, we do not know. All right? <clears throat> this is now Genesis chapter 17. Going back with Abram, remember Abram was the one who presented the slave, uh, the chief servant, uh, Eliezer of Damascus. Here's the heir. 
here's the seed. And the Lord in his tender mercy and never abounding grace says, no. Genesis chapter 7, verses 15 through 21. Verse 15. And God said unto Abram, As for Sarai, your wife, thou shalt call her name, uh, thou shalt not call her name Sarai, but Sarah shall be her name. Verse 16. And I will bless her and give thee a son also of her. Verse 17. And Abram fell upon his face and laughed. Shall a child be born unto him that is a hundred years old? And shall Sarah that is ninety years old bear? Verse 18. And Abram said unto God. Now this is chapter 17. Chapter 16. uh, There's the Ishmael incident. In the very first couple verses of chapter 16. Chapter, Genesis chapter 17, verse 18. And Abram said unto God, O oh, that Ishmael might live before thy face. Before thee. Before. Strong's number, I think it's 6440. Before thy face. Here again, Abram confessing literally his ignorance. Or shall we say, put, let's put it this way. <clears throat> Here we have Abram once again, or Abraham at this moment. Declaring unto God his understanding, his wisdom, his knowledge, which is nothing more, now speaking of Abram, which is nothing more than the wisdom, understanding, and knowledge of man, which compared to the wisdom and understanding and knowledge of God is ignorance. So here we have Abram, Abraham, forgive me, Abraham once again, declaring his ignorance before God. And I love the Lord. He's merciful. He he knows the truth. No man knoweth the Son but the Father. He knoweth the Son who is the truth. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man knoweth the Son, but the Father. We're not going to trick God. We're not going to fool God. He knows His Son. We are the ones who do not. And that the Spirit of God would just bring us in our hearts to that place where we could confess that. Then would we would be able to go on with the Lord. <clears throat> oh, that Ishmael might live before thee. And God said, Sarah thy wife shall bear thee a son indeed, and thou shalt call his name Isaac, and I will establish my covenant with him for an everlasting covenant. Not Ishmael, but Isaac. And then it goes on, uh, verse 21, but my covenant will I establish with Isaac, which Sarah shall bear unto thee at this set time in the next year. So there's Abram once again confessing or declaring his ignorance before God. It doesn't upset God. It doesn't uh, rattle God. It doesn't. Uh, he is not shaken off of the throne. He reigns, Lord of heaven and earth, regardless if the earth is ignorance or ignorant, or if the earth continues in the light of his countenance or not. 
No man knoweth the Son except but the Father. God reveals his knowing in the heart. Man can never boast in what is of God. I cannot boast in what is not mine unless I'm deceived, believing that it's mine when it's not. Now, if something is mine, I can boast in it. But if it is mine, it is no longer God's. Right. Um, <clears throat> the next passage I want us to look at, this is First um, Samuel chapter 16, verses 1 through 13. And the passage right here is with Samuel. And I love this because... We always get it wrong. Man is always off. Man is always wrong. He is never right. God alone is true. Verse 1, And the Lord said unto Samuel, The Lord does this. How long wilt thou mourn for Saul, seeing I have rejected him, from reigning over Israel. How long will you mourn? How long will you try to keep up? How long will you continue considering your attention being drawn unto this one, the one found below? The natural mind, man's understanding, Man's wisdom. God says, I have, the Lord says, I have rejected this one from ruling, from reigning over Israel, the body of Israel. But how long will you continue with this one? Oh, but if I could just read more, if I could just study more, if I could just search it out more, if I could just figure it out. Man's calculating. The natural calculator, right? No. Man in his wisdom knew not God and knows not God. Can never know God. Fill thine horn with oil and go. I will send thee to Jesse, the Bethlehemite, for I have provided me a king among his sons. Verse 2, And Samuel said, How can I go? If Saul hear it, he will kill me. Because that which is below the natural mind, the natural wisdom, the natural understanding, the natural knowledge, fights for his rights. What are you telling me? What are you telling me, God? I know. I've searched it. I know the seed. I know the air. I know the true king. I know the true one who is the inheritance, to whom the inheritance belongs. I know. I know. How can I go? If Saul hear it, he will kill me. We, in our understanding, will fight to the death. We will. I mean, we, we will. 
because we believe we are right, just like the Pharisees did when Jesus showed up. You say you see, therefore your sin remains. If you were blind, you would have no sin. If you were blind to everything you behold. I love that. And Jesus, you know, towards the end of that passage, Jesus says this, I came that those who say they see, hello, natural eye, may be made blind. Those who are blind, that they may see, that they may truly see what cannot be seen below, what cannot be seen in the natural. Excuse me. I love that. Verse 3, And call Jesse to the sacrifice. I will show thee what thou shalt do. Oh, this is the Lord. And the Lord said, Take a heifer uh, with thee and say, I come to sacrifice to the Lord. Verse 3, And call Jesse to the sacrifice and I will show thee what thou shalt do. I will show you what you should do. And thou shalt anoint unto me. You will acknowledge whom I declare. Thou shalt anoint unto me him whom I name among thee. Unto thee, you will acknowledge whom I declare. But God must do this. God must declare in order for us to acknowledge. Remember, this is my beloved Son in whom I'm well pleased. God revealing His Son. Going on. Uh, Let's see. Verse 5. Uh, sanctify yourselves and come with me to the sacrifice. And he sanctified Jesse and his sons and called them to the sacrifice. Verse 6, And it came to pass when they were come that he looked on Eliab. And I think this may have been, forgive me, I didn't search it out. It may have been uh, Jesse's eldest son. But here's Samuel looking upon Eliab and said, Surely the Lord's anointed is before him. Just like Abram. Here's the anointed of the Lord. Here's the true one to reign. We, we jump the gun. We are we're so quick. Listen to this. We are so quick to make an unrighteous judgment based on the natural eyes, the natural hearing, and the natural mind what is below the natural senses. This is Samuel. Verse 7, And yet the Lord continues, True, no man knoweth the Son but the Father. And God, in His tender mercy and ever-abounding grace, verse 7, But the Lord said unto Samuel, Look not on his countenance, or on the height of his stature. For I refused him. Look not by the natural seeing. Understand not by the natural knowing. For the Lord seeth not as man seeth. Man sees with an unrighteous seeing, an unrighteous judgment below by the natural faculties. For man looketh on the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart. Then Jesse called Abinadab and he made him to pass before Samuel. Okay, how about this one? 
And he said, this is Samuel saying, neither hath the Lord chosen this. I love it now. Now Samuel is waiting patiently for the appearing of the Lord. For the Lord to reveal, listen, his chosen one. For the Lord to reveal him who is in the house. His chosen in the house, okay? Neither hath the Lord chosen this. Verse uh, 9, Then Jesse made Shammah to pass by, and he said, Neither hath the Lord chosen this. He's waiting upon the Lord to reveal. And again, Jesse made seven of his sons to pass before Samuel. Uh, seven being like the, the natural creation, the seven days of the natural creation. The whole natural came before him. No, the Lord has not chosen any of this. <clears throat> Verse 11, And Samuel said unto Jesse, Are here all thy children? Is, is this it? And he said, There remaineth yet the youngest. Which is the eighth. Him who is not of the natural. And behold, he keepeth the sheep. And Samuel said unto Jesse, Send and fetch him, for I will not sit down till he come hither. Or for we will not sit down till he come hither. Verse 12. And he sent and he brought in. Now he was ruddy and with all of beautiful countenance and goodly to look on. And the Lord said, The Lord initiated this. Samuel was just waiting for the Lord to reveal Samuel was waiting upon, now Samuel is waiting upon the Lord for the Lord to reveal. And the Lord said, Arise, anoint him, for this is he. This is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Verse 13, Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brethren. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that, from that day forward. Now, Samuel acknowledges the one whom the Lord has revealed. I love this. All right, last uh, passage because I'm, I'm just about out of time. John chapter 1, verses 29 through 37. And I, I love this. This is John the Baptist. Earlier we read about <clears throat> John the Baptist. I, uh, Behold, I send my messenger before thy face, who shall prepare thy way before thee. Okay. Uh, verse 29, The next day John seeth Jesus coming unto him and saith, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. Verse 30, This is he of whom I said, past tense, of whom I said, After me cometh a man which is preferred before me, for he was before me. Verse 31, And I knew him not at that time, but that he should be made manifest to Israel. Therefore am I come baptizing with water. Verse 32, And John bare record, saying, I saw the Spirit Descending from heaven like a dove, that which is from above, revealing him in the midst. And it abode upon him, verse 33, and I knew him not, past tense, but he that sent me to baptize with water, the same said unto me, upon whom thou shalt see the Spirit descending and remaining on him, 
The same as he which baptizes with the baptizes with the Holy Ghost. Verse 34. And I saw and bear record that this is the Son of God. Here's John. I knew him not. I knew him not. But he that sent me said, you know, upon whom you see the Holy Spirit descend and remain. This is he. But I knew him not. But I knew him not. And then when God revealed him, there is the knowing of God made manifest. And I saw and bear record that this is the Son of God. Verse 35, And again the next day after uh, John stood and two of his disciples, verse 36, And looking upon Jesus as he walked, he saith, Behold the Lamb of God. And two of the disciples heard him speak. They followed Jesus. And the two of the disciples heard him speak and they followed Jesus. Such a beautiful... It's, it's just beautiful. And that is the whole thing in following Jesus. It's not... Man should not be following man like there's a teacher in many or several disciples or I follow this man's teaching or I follow that man's teaching. No, no, no. Follow Jesus. The teaching of the Holy Spirit who teaches Christ. So I just wanted to share that uh, with you all. Uh, to me, it's, it's, it's a very humbling and exciting thing at the same time because uh, it's not our knowing the Lord is clean. He is pure. He is holy. It is God's knowing. No man knoweth the Son, but the Father. If God's knowing is governing our heart, our only boast can be in the Lord. It's His everything. It's nothing of ours. It's His. It is His Time and time again, we just saw how, how man confessed his ignorance or declared his ignorance before the Lord. No. It's the Lord's knowing being revealed in the heart, governing the heart. So I'll let you go for this class. May we just you know, present all these things and all of our reading, all of our searching, all of our uh, learning from different ways and methods. Uh, what, what I mean by that, of all of our gaining of natural knowledge, by, what, by whatever uh, passages or uh, references, may we just present all that before the Holy Spirit and say, Spirit of Truth, take this, and if it can be used, use it to continue to prepare the ground of my heart, that my heart may turn, that you, by your power, might bring my heart in understanding from the understanding of man which is below unto the understanding of God which is above where God himself reveals his son in my soul. Where he, can, where he declares, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. And my soul can be at rest in the knowing of God that is now governing my heart. Amen? Amen. I'll let you go for this class. We'll see you in our next class. The Lord bless. Amen.